I'm Kelly Kagi, and you're listening to the Rock Solid Podcast right now. to be this is small town music this is big town music he's ahead of his time you know but he can't use it if only he could prove it well tomorrow's just a song away a song away a song away hey everybody welcome to rock solid the comedy podcast for all things music both new and classic i'm pat francis and joining me in the zoom room today to promote his band's new album entitled a-T-B-P-O, please welcome drummer and co-lead singer of Night Ranger, Mr. Kelly Keggy. Kelly, how are you doing? Good, Pat. How's it going, man? What's, it's, up? What's up? It's going great. Where Where am I talking to you at? Where are you, Kelly? Part I'm of- in uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Yep. Phoenix, Arizona. I'm in Los Angeles. Kelly, this new record is fantastic. I uh, oh, Great. I don't know how you guys keep doing it. I have to be honest. The most recent Night Ranger albums are my favorite Night Ranger albums. That's funny. There, there are two because we didn't have any pressure to like come up with another Sister Christian or Don't Tell Me You Love Me or, you know, all those songs that we had hits in the beginning with. But that's, you know, that's part of what the record business does. You know, they want to make money, of course. They're fronting the money to make a record. They want to get all our money back, all that stuff. So what I love is that you guys could easily rest on your laurels. You could easily go out there and play the 12 to 15 hits that we know and love. But you guys continue to push yourselves to make not only make new music, you also make videos to accompany the singles. And um, (laughs) I I mean, I I love that you guys want to stay creative. You know, that's that's what it is. You know, we we can't stand it to, to just be still and just and play those songs over and over again. We love playing those songs because the audience comes to hear those songs and, and, and we're entertainers. But at the same time, we have to, you know, keep being creative because that's just what we do. And we you know, we've done that from the beginning, too. We've always, you know loved playing with each other on stage but we love jamming so that's how we come up with a lot of the album we get in the room we start banging away and we start you know like you know talking about stuff and you know what we want to write about and and and, you know it's just and it's a really good process it's a fun process for us so um except for this last album was really difficult to make because we couldn't get in a room together you know that was was the weirdest thing ever it's like okay we're going to make an an album how are we going to do that Oh, we're going to get on a Zoom call. What? What's that? You know, <laughs> I mean, once we started doing that, you know, that was that was the, the difficult part of it is like when you get on a Zoom call with more than than two people, you know, you start going, oh, I got this idea. And then we we felt we could jam together and it just doesn't work that <laughs> it way. It does not know? work that way. Um, tell tell my listeners, what do the initials ATBPO stand for? It's Well, it stands for... Uh, and the band played on because we, you know, we, we kept thinking, what do we, you know, what's, what's this going, you know, what's this whole thing happening with the world and how are we going to keep, you know, being creative? How do we, how are we going to move forward? And that was it, you know, it was, it was you know, it's kind of a typical, cause I've heard it before in movies and stuff like that uh, in the seventies, 
in the 80s, you know, and the band played on, you know, it's like, but this meant so much to us because we just, you know, we just, um, we had to figure out how to do it, how to keep moving forward, you know? Yeah, well, you you guys did it. This is, uh, if you guys can make a record this good under these conditions, I don't think you have to worry about anything for the rest of of your days. (laughs) Well, you know, that's what it is. You get pressure. You're putting pressure on yourself. It's not coming from the record company anymore. And it's coming from fans, you know, kind of, because they want it, they want, they're interested in, in what you're doing. So, so at that point you got, you got their attention. So right. we want to make sure we don't waste time. You know, the first single in video is breakout. This is sung by Jack blades. be honest with you kelly i don't have the uh liner notes in front of me for this album the uh pr people sent me a a download of it as uh, the longer you guys do this i have trouble discerning your voice from jacks and you know uh, i mean you know we we got that same uh same i you know people used to say that about us and and i i thought it was kind of interesting Early on, it, it, it more so than now. I think now, now you know, I mean, Jack definitely um, is singing better than he has. And I mean, not that he ne- ever sang bad, but sure. his, well, he's coming into his own now on the last like three records. So, you know, I mean, I think that I think that uh, I don't know what that is. You know, I, that's interesting. Though. I, I always have a little more bluesier uh you know uh sound and and you know i like to riff a little bit yeah. and stuff like that but but you know it's it depends on the songs you know that we're writing at the at the time because he can boy he's really in breakout especially he's really yeah. like at the top of his range singing great i mean you know it's it's yeah it's amazing so Here's my here's my fear today. If I bring up a song and I attribute it to you, that I'm gonna get it wrong. So, <laughs> what's what's your favorite song in the new album that you are singing lead on? Because I, I, I have the headphones on and I'm like, I think that's Kelly. And then like a second, the hardest ago, road, the hardest road of the ballad that's further in the in the record is one of my all time favorite songs because, you know, for one thing, it had to do with struggle. Which I, you know, I always, I always uh, gravitate towards songs, songs like that, as long as they end up being positive, right? And they're not just like a depressive, like mood or whatever. And this has, this has some, you know, some of that, uh, both of that, uh, those things in it. Up in the sky and ask why, oh why? 
Jack uh, sent that song to me because he had had it written and it was just an acoustic and he wanted me to sing it. I was like, I don't know if I can sing this, you know, because, you know, you, you definitely have to step into a song and, and make it your own. Right. And it took me about a month because I kept singing it over and over again. It's like, OK, I got that verse now. But now the chorus doesn't sound right. You know what I'm saying? It's like when yeah. you're struggling that way. But then when I brought those those lyrics and and in into my heart, you know, basically, I had to really recreate, uh, you know, my vibe to it. And I think that's I think I captured that song. You know, it's one of my favorites. Well, I like I like that you just said that when Jack brought this song to me and he wanted me to sing it. This lets me know that there's there can't be any egos in Night Ranger when you have two lead vocalists. You guys have to just decide which voice is going to service the song the best. Is that correct? That's that's how we do it too. It's just no egos at all, and that's why we've we've uh, always split songs. There's some songs that we split, like some of the older songs. I would sing a bridge, right. or I'd sing a verse. In the last three albums, we've done that a lot. You know, where I, I I sing the second verse, or I'd sing a bridge, and so we decided that that really works you know, with two voices and just as long as you can emotionally like interpret the lyric, you know? Yeah. Even going back to 87 with the secret of my success, Jack sings that and then you come in and nail the chorus and it's so cool. You know, and we did that with uh, when you close your eyes, you know, yep. like I would sing the, the pre-chorus, you know, and then we'd sing the chorus together. A girl in love with a gleam in your eye. I'm a young boy, all dressed in white. World tonight, I bet you still think about me. I mean, that's that's how it works when you have two singers. You know, you can't you can't have that like, hey, man, 
<laughs> I want to sing that song. Oh, really? Right. <laughs> this begs a question. Has there ever been a time that both of you wanted to sing it? And so you had to, I don't know, flip a coin, maybe arm wrestle? Well, you know, the thing is, too, is that we'll both try it. And you know instantly, you know, you just know instantly when somebody really has it. And that's how it works. You know, we just have two mics set up, you know, and I'll do it. And then you just run it back and I'll do it. You know, he'll do it. You just do. And then and then and that's when you make that one decision. Like, well, what if I sang the second verse award or what if I sang the bridge? You know, so that's where those decisions get made right there on the spot. That is I see. I love hearing stuff like that. That's really cool. Also, I've noticed uh, in the these most recent albums, you guys are like everyone sharing the writing credits on this. I guess that just keeps it all, you know, equal. Well, you know what it, you know how it works is that we'll get on, and we'll just say, you know, I I like what you, you know, I like that chorus idea. I'm not sure about the lyric, you know. Um, let's work on that, and we'll get on a phone call or a Zoom, you know, and and finish it off, or or it'll be like like Jack sent me. You know, there's a song called Dance, uh, and I wrote the bridge to that. He just said, you know, I, I don't like what I'm singing on the bridge. Can you come up with something? So that's how we do it. We just go bit by bit, you know. I look around, let me tell you that I found the world in you. Every time I'm with you, the day it ends too soon. Hit the knockdown, take it all, drag it out. That's so cool. Uh, let me ask you about this. Uh, I always find, or in my head as a non-musician, I feel like drumming and singing to, at the same time, that has to be wildly difficult. You know, it, it was, uh, but I started learning both at the same time when I was seven. Okay. I started playing and, and uh, you know, it was out of need. You know, it was like the guy that was playing guitar you know, didn't really have it or whatever. And I got, I, I say, let me take a shot at it, you know? And it's like, and then I just learned how to do both, you know? And, and, uh, and some of my favorite singers were, you know, blue eyed soul, you know, guys. And then of course the Beatles, you know, McCartney and Lennon. So, so, you know, I just, I just really like connected with all that music in the sixties and seventies. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to learn how to do both of them. You know. Now, as you get older uh, and you're not old, but as you get older, what's more difficult, the drumming or the singing? Trying to manage, you know, like a, both of them, especially live, you know, because live you're really like stepping, stepping on it, playing hard, you know. And sometimes, you know, your your air management gets gets difficult, you know, yeah. depending on the environment. If you're outside and it's humid and super hot, you know, you have to go, okay. Let's let me let me let me go at this a little bit easier. But, you know, then you're connected emotionally and the audience is into it and you just go, screw it. I'm just going to I'm just going to play as hard as I can. And I'm just going to go for it. You know. And, and then when the show's over, you can just collapse on the couch. Yeah, we just get the paramedics in there and they revive <laughs> you and the whole thing. <laughs>
Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Now, for people that haven't seen Night Ranger in concert, the drum riser is not behind the band at the center of the stage. Your drum riser is positioned to the right, and you're, you're almost kind of sideways to the audience. When did this yeah. stuff happen? Well, it's in the beginning, because... We got offered a tour uh, to do some local California dates with Sammy Hagar. All right. And he, it was uh, called uh, Taking It to the People Tour. And he put us on that, you know, on that tour. But we were like, okay, um, so how much room are we going to have? Uh, about five inches. You know, uh, Sammy <laughs> has a big car on stage, uh, you know, and we're like, oh, my God. So that's we, we went into rehearsals for that tour in like, I think it was like 1981 or two. And um, we went into into that with the idea of like, okay, the drummer's singing, you know, some of the lead vocals. We better make sure he's seen because we saw pictures of the Eagles, you know, and, yeah. and there'd be symbols. And, you know, Henley would be facing forward in the middle and you couldn't see him. Yeah. And we were like, let's don't do that, you know. So that's well, how it got started right from the beginning. beginning. Well, it, it works and it's uh, and it's cool because no one else does it. I know. Yeah. So next year is going to be the 40th anniversary of Dawn Patrol. Many great songs, including the one of the singles you did, uh, Sing Me Away. When you think about that being 40 years ago, it's mind-boggling probably, right? Oh, my God. I mean, when we think about it, we, you know, we can't imagine how, how it happened. We just, you know, we learned how to communicate early on. When we had trouble, we could, we could communicate and work it out. But, you know, 40 years, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, who, who, in, who can have a career for 40 years? I don't know. Sometimes... You can, but you know we're just, we've just been really lucky, and we like working together. So that's what keeps us going. And again, I'm going to reiterate: not just staying active as a touring unit, but also uh, a writing and recording unit, which is uh, which is stellar. Okay, I know we're we're really you know we're really happy about uh, you know we kept it going. We got better and better at it, you know. So and we just we realized the last four records that we've done. You know, some really, really good stuff, you know, good playing, you know, good, good instrument 
instrumentation, you know, uh, combos and also the writing and, and, and singing got better, you know? I mean, not that it wasn't back then, but you know, when you were 25, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you're writing about, you know, girls and, you right. know, and, 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 and driving and, and drinking and, you know, now it's not so much about that anymore, you know? And dare I say, you guys are probably healthier now because when you get older, you can't do the things you used to do when you were younger and uh, (laughs) trying to keep yourself uh, around so you can continue to do what you love to do. Well, that's that's the idea is that, you know, we we love playing together. And so everything is focused on that. It's not on all the distractions. You know, it's about it's about going up there and being 100 percent, you know. So, I mean, that's what keeps us going is the high of being on stage and playing together. And again, you guys, you're not just going through, you know, the motions on the on the last album, Don't Let Up. There's a song on there called Day and Night, and that song just fucking rocks. I mean, oh, I know. You know, and that was one of the first things we got in a room when we we couldn't this time. But that was one of the first songs that we wrote together. Mm-hmm. That we got in a room, we start jamming that that whole chorus thing, you know, yeah. and it was like, oh, my God, we got something here. So, OK, let's stop. Record that. Let's get that idea. You know, so, yeah, I, I, I thought that that was one of the one of the better songs on the album. And it just kicked ass. You know? It really does. OK, I'm going to go way back to 1983. The song that you wrote by yourself and you sing, it's uh, it's probably Night Ranger's number one signature song, if I can say it, among many, but uh, Sister Christian. I mean, you know, I mean, that's one of those songs that was like three chords, you know, uh, and and it just, you know, it just it worked. And and I happened to be, you know, like I I visit I was up visiting my sister in Oregon and I just got inspired by her growing up. And I was an older brother, like giving her some advice about boys and, you know, and, and, you know, everything about life. Yeah. And it just it just came out. It just came out, you know, that 
like you're moving, you're motoring, you're, you know, so that was the first thing I came up with. And And then in the beginning, it was like I was singing Sister Sister Christie, and all the guys were like, "What are you What are you singing?" And it, it was like, "I'm yeah, I don't have any lyrics. I'm just saying Sister Christie." And Jack said, "Sounded like Christian, you know." And we all kind of went, "Aha, aha, <laughs> that sounds good. Let's use that." You know. Well, you hear stories like that. I, I guess Hey Jude was originally Hey Jules, and Beth by Kiss, which was was originally Beck. Because Peter, uh, girlfriend, I think, or, or scrambled eggs, you know, right, exactly. So, um, but man, that thing goes to number five. That's just the gift that keeps on giving. And as a rock band, were you guys worried about having success with a big ballad back then? Uh, you know, when we actually recorded it, we weren't thinking about that. But when they wanted us to recreate it over and over and over again, yeah, you know, like the next album, Seven Wishes, they released the ballad first. You know, when we were like, wait a minute, you know, it's like it's like we're a rock band first. But, you know, like we uh, were talking about earlier, you know, I mean, they're in the business of making money. So I, I understood the, the business move, but it wasn't good for us. You know, it could be a it could be a blessing and a curse, you know, because then the record companies, they want you to to recreate it over and over again, like I said, so. So in, in 1997, Kelly, when you go to see a movie called Boogie Nights and this scene <laughs> comes up with your, with your song that you wrote for your sister and it's being used in a scene with drug dealers and porn stars, <laughs> what, what was your feeling or did you know in advance how the song was going to be used? Um, well, you know, they sent me a part of the script, but it what it, it it didn't translate, you know, yeah. it wasn't the same. They were just like kind of coming up with ideas. So yeah, when we were in the theater watching that thing, I was like, 
oh my God, this is <laughs> insane. But I got to tell you, I, I remember being in a room like that. It seemed like back in 1984. Yeah. And, and, and being in a room and like, and like going, this is the weirdest. I got to leave. This is crazy, you know, so I could relate, you know. Well, it's, it's a great scene and uh, and the song just elevates it. So, uh, you know, congratulations on that. Oh, um, that was great. I mean, th- th- that could have been used better. We got a little street cred from that one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a great film still to this day. So you were talking about the Seven Wishes album and they released uh, the, uh, another ballad as the single. That's the song you also sang, Sentimental Street. you doing out there who you trying to be I know what you're thinking cause I've been there myself I've been kicked so many times I don't know nothing else still I know this great song i mean you know um you know and then and then the videos that we did in new york you know we were on the beach you know in new york and we did these videos that were and we tried to tie in that whole concept of like you know uh world war ii Mm -hmm. you know we did we did the album cover you know in a i think it was a b25 or something and and uh and then we tried to, you know, to, to make those lyrics make sense in videos. And sometimes they don't translate, but I think we did pretty good with that. And, and once again, I got, a, you know, an opportunity to sing a, a great song with a, with a great lyric in it. You know? I also want to mention two solo albums you released in 2001 and 2006. First one's called Time Passes. Uh, I love the song Before Anybody Knows. So great. Oh, yeah. And then, and, and you did these albums when Night Ranger was kind of uh, not recording and doing much. You kind of in a down. Exactly. Yeah, so we were just, you know, we were playing a few dates, you know, um, a year, probably like 20 dates, you know, which is like, you know, a third of what we do. But, you know, and and uh, a good friend of mine, Jim Peterick, and I, you know, collaborated uh, on those songs and um, really enjoyed writing with him. He's a great writer. And, you know, yeah, I mean... And I'm, you know, I still, I still have songs that I'm going to probably do on a solo album coming up, 
you know, in a year or so. I, I mean, I, 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 I always think it's nice to be uh, creative outside of what you do. And, uh, but it, you know, it always kind of sounds like, you know, it's like it, you, you take those, those um, creative moments that you're, when you're with a band and you, and you use them, you know, with outside projects, I think that's a really healthy way to stay creative, you know, and stay yeah. active, you know. And then, and then the other album, uh, 2006, I'm Alive, Everything I Need in a Woman, that's a great song, man. Never stop believing in a power strong enough To take me back and make me feel the magic of a touch You're everything I need in a woman You're what made me believe in love again You're where I want to be with a woman Cause it's gone Take a real woman to make me believe to love again. I wanna believe in love again. That's, really That's awesome, man. Thanks. Yeah, that was another collaboration with Peterick where I, I I got on a phone and I called him and I sang on his message that chorus. And he just called me back about 15 minutes later. And he said, oh, my God, as soon as you can get up here, because I was living in Tennessee at the time. So as soon as you can get up here, let's do that. Let's get that song recorded and done. So that's, you know, it, it, it's, it's weird how things happen. You know, you just like suddenly go, OK, I got this idea. And and uh, somebody connects, you know, connects the dots with you, you know, and that was one of those songs. And, well, if you're if you're gonna work with someone as a producer and a guy who can write hits, it's definitely Jim Peter. That guy. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I uh, mean, uh, yeah, he's 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 got some history there, doesn't he? Thirty. He's got a couple. He's got some. He's got some mailbox money coming to the house. Um, oh man, did you hear the the Beach Boys song that he did? He had a number one hit with a Beach Boys album like 10, 15 years ago. That was you know, on was that called was on the uh, comeback uh, album they did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's everywhere. And, and I, I know it's incredible, man. He's a, he's such a great talent. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Obviously, the mainstays in the band have been you and Brad and Jack. And you and Brad have been there every album, every tour. Uh, Who are the other two guys in the band right now so people know? Well, right now, um, uh, you know, uh, we've had... you know, a lineup for, I don't know, like, I want to say like six or eight years with Carrie Kelly and Eric Levy on keyboards. Yeah. So Carrie Kelly is the second guitar player. But how he got in the band was we had this tour uh, with Journey and, uh, and Loverboy in Canada. And we were like, we have a gold record, you know, in Canada from 1985. How come we've never toured there? Let's do the tour. And Joel Hoekstra had moved on. 
And um, so we got Carrie Kelly, but it was all on video. We're like, can you play the solo in <laughs> rock in America? And he sends us a video clip and we go, oh, my God, book the tour. <laughs> with no rehearsal, he came in and killed that that tour. He just walked right in and knew all the parts. And from then on, we just, you know, we just said, this is our lineup. You know? Perfect. So Kerry Kelly and Eric Levy. Yeah. Great people. Well, it's working. So uh, keep going. Uh, yeah. Before, before I go, I want to tell people this album is out right now. ATBPO or and the band played on. You can follow Kelly on Twitter at Kelly Kegi. You can follow the band Night Ranger on Twitter at Night Ranger. And before I let you go, Kelly, because I know you have a whole day of uh, these things, I want you to uh, to give me a song that we can use as our playout song today. But it can't be the hardest road because we've already yeah. mentioned that one. So what's another right. one that Kelly sings lead on that we should use as our playout song? Well, there's a, um, a song. I think it's the last song on the album, and um, and it's called Tomorrow. And right. uh, and I sing lead on. And that was another song that we, you know, we traded off. And I I came up with music and the and the melody, and then we wrote the lyrics together. I call up Jack and I go, I don't know what to write about. I have no idea. I'm stuck. And then he he came up with the uh, the chorus and we we finished it off. So tomorrow, yeah. All right, we'll use that as the play out. And one more question for you, Kelly. Um, when it comes to Jack and Brad, are these business friends or are these friend friends? Like, do you when you're not on the road and you're not recording, do you guys call each other and check in and see what's oh, up? Oh sure, oh sure, absolutely. I mean, that's what's kept the band together for forty years. Is the three of us started the band together. And then the other members came in. So we've always been connected. We were in a band before, you know, uh, Rubicon was a, oh, a funk rock band in the 70s. I joined later on. So the three of us have been together for over 40 years in three different bands. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely call, check in. How you doing? How you feeling? What's going on? You know. Well, Kelly, continued success uh, with the new album. You guys stay safe out there on the road. Thanks, pal. Uh, also, people, Kelly Kegi is a—he's a, an amazing drummer. So he doesn't just sing these ballads; he's also <laughs> nailing it uh, on the on the drums. So check. I'm him still out. practicing. Yes, sir. Check him out. <laughs> uh, follow us at Rock Solid Show. Go to RockSolidPodcast.com for everything about the show. Kelly, thank you for your time, and everybody enjoy the song tomorrow. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks so much, Pat. We'll talk to you soon.
next solo album comes out maybe we come back we do a track by track love it that would be great thanks so much for the opportunity i appreciate it